0: Ladies and gentlemen, All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas, welcomes you to All Saints Coffee Chats. Hello everyone. Uh, welcome. My name is Andrew Darling. I'm the director of junior high youth ministry and faith formation for those who haven't been with us before. Uh, and this week our special guest is one of our other co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> the very own Paul Bianchi. Yeah. Hello
1: everybody. I'm Paul Bianchi. Uh You've seen me on this show.
0: <laughs> I still exist. Uh, Sunday reflections and right now. <laughs> um, so, what is your actual job title? Do we?
1: Yeah. So, um, Who are you? <laughs> Father Alphonse uh, has given me the title uh, to our our bishop. Of the director of things okay Um, so (laughs) that's what I'm in charge of Um, I guess if my my official official title is director of youth young adult and family ministries um, which is just a big way of saying director of things yeah thanks director of Um, everything I get to do I get to do a lot of collaborative stuff with you and Chelsea and uh, Elizabeth Horsley who has done a lot with our young adult ministry Um, I've worked with the alpha ministry uh, with Kathy's office with some of the things that are going on with families Uh, I get to work very closely with the school uh, and uh, Luke Malone who we had on here a few weeks ago the religion teacher uh, Miss Druffner uh, our principal Um, so yeah it's 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 fun. I get to work with a lot of people in a lot of different ways, um, and I, I love it. I've I've been in ministry for a very very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh it's fun to, to keep finding new ways to uh, reinvent the way we're doing ministry. Yeah. So no, that's, that's especially especially nowadays. Now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it's been so weird, but um, it's been funny because I'm I'm just getting started with ministry. You know, this in this particular kind of role, and. Now things are so weird, it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But then, like, you've been doing this for what, 20 years or so? Yeah, 20 so it's years. it's like, you, between, I'm, I'm learning a lot from you as well as just trying to figure it all out as well.
1: Yeah, we we had the great conversation last year in the school as we're walking down the hall where one of the students stopped me and asked if Andrew was my son. Um, and he's not. Uh, <laughs> but but I had been doing ministry for almost as long as he's been alive. Yeah. Um, Stacy, my title does not fit on a business card. Um so that's why I'm just director of things. <laughs> Good question though. <laughs> just it'd just be like yeah, a whole piece just, of paper, like yeah. I just carry a an eight and a half by eleven <laughs> photo. <laughs> it's like half half of
0: my head and then my title underneath It's it. just yeah, like this. Just your forehead. I like it. Um so one of the questions, of course, as you always usually ask, is um, favorite saints, and we've gone over this a number of times. Yeah. Do you have any other saints that are sort of at the top of your list?
1: Yeah. That so. You haven't talked about yet. Randomly, um, this last weekend, I don't, I don't remember why, or, or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was actually just a couple of days ago. I did not drink a cup of coffee, and I have a caffeine addiction, and so I had this terrible, terrible headache. Um, And the church, with all of its beauty and um, comical side, the patron saint of headaches is St. Denis. And, uh, you know, if you don't know this story of St. Denis, St. Denis was uh, uh, a bishop in Paris in, like, the the early 3rd century. Um, He was there with uh, uh, another—sorry, he was not the bishop— um, but he, he was a deacon that was there with another deacon and a priest who were all captured multiple times and tried to be forced into giving up their Christianity until finally they were beheaded, um, publicly beheaded. And uh, St. Dennis was arrested in the middle of giving a, a um, homily. And so he's arrested and he's taken and his head is cut off and he, he picks it up and he wipes the blood off, and he preaches for some some stories say two miles, some stories say six miles, um, where he just picked up his head, and he kept going, which is why the church is so great with its its <laughs> beauty and its comedy that it, it's the patron saint of headaches yes. is a man who had his head removed oh and continued to evangelize. That's, um, that's so, yeah, St. Dennis. I like all the really weird, obscure stories about the saints. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many cool ones.
0: But that's, yeah. That's it. I, yeah it's like the state patron Saint of, um, uh, what was it uh, oh a comedian saint Florence, yes saint like Philip or, uh, is one of I'm them I think of him and also um, i guess uh, I don't think of somebody else i i guess i'm not thinking of their name so but uh, that's that's yeah. yeah that's pretty cool
1: it's um yeah right like a uh, Saint Lawrence Saint Lawrence that's interesting yeah uh, who's the patron saint of Barbecue. That's right. He's a patron saint yes. of like chefs and barbecuers. yeah, patron saint of, of cookers and barbecuers and and yes, he was he was roasted, he was roasted alive um, and and even to the point where he said, "I'm done on this side, so you can flip me over." Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah. I don't remember now if Dennis was a priest or a deacon, and so I apologize on that. I'm sure somebody could um, look that up for us and, and help us out. Um, but yeah, so St. Dennis's. Is... I got this book recently, it's called Epic. It's just like one or two page stories of all these like really obscure kind of weird saints. Um, and he was in there. Uh, there's another one, that it's Nine Sisters, whose mom was so ashamed of having only girls that she sold them all to, um, or sorry, no, she, she took all of them and just left them at a church. And so they were raised Christian, and then they started fighting Romans. They started a nine-woman gang um, where they were going out and like f- destroying Roman statues and fighting the Romans for Christianity, and were arrested multiple times and released from prison. It's Saint Quiteria, so Q U I T E R I A, and so they yeah, she's the she's the patron saint of rabies, of course. and victims of rabies because she was able to uh, fight off a pack of wild, rabid dogs by talking to them, um, which, you know, whatever, you, saints are awesome, man. Um, yeah. You know, I've talked about Christina the Astonishing multiple times, and uh, she could smell sin. Um, and, and so when she's at her own funeral and she levitates into the rafters of the church the priest tells her to come down, and she does because of the obedience to the, to the caller. Uh, and when they asked her why she levitated, she said, I was trying to get away from the stench of your, your sins to the people who were <laughs> at her funeral. Like, these are your closest friends and loved ones who came to your funeral, and you say, I levitated because I was trying to get away from the stench of your sin. Uh, but the whole town repented. Afterwards, every single person went to confession, Catholic and non-Catholic, and and then she she took on different forms of mortification for the sake of other people, um, where she would like throw herself into rose bushes or freezing water or fires and yeah, saints are awesome. Saints They're are awesome. One of my favorite things
0: about being Catholic for sure. Yeah. No, so, that's that's fantastic. Um, we do have one question that came in so far, <laughs> followed by a comment by the same person. <laughs> It's a very true comment. is fantastic. Um, the question was, "What's the best cup of coffee you've ever had?" Um, I'm I'm not a huge coffee person. You, I love are. coffee. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, I was in Hawaii and uh, with my wife for our honeymoon, and I had a macadamia nut coffee uh, one of the mornings that we were there, and it was phenomenal. Um, so. Yeah, I don't really remember most of the coffee that I drink, but the fact that I remember that one is probably why I would say it's the best one I've ever had. Not cheap.
0: So. Yeah, I was at the airport in Minneapolis once, and I got something at a coffee shop. It's it's like the place to go in Minnesota. It's like moose something, um, which is very Minnesota, and it was that was super good. But I that's I don't even yeah. remember what what it was, but it was it was related. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things that we mentioned we were gonna talk about, um, we've sort of hinted at it, or you sort of hinted at it, over the past what, ten episodes, I guess now. Yeah. Um, we're on our eleventh episode. That's kinda of crazy. Just
1: That's that means that we've been doing this for eleven weeks. Yeah. So she's that she that is that's right, that's just totally Joyful and bad. sorrowful at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't love being here with you guys but the fact <laughs> that this is how we have to do ministry right now. It is tough. <laughs> but Oh, Dennis was the Bishop of Paris. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. No,
1: thank you. All right,
0: that, um, I was right the first time. <laughs> one of the things that we had talked about um, is that you, here and there you would hint at your conversion story. So you were not raised Catholic, but you had a sort of major moment of conversion in your life. Yeah. Um, and every time you do, Chelsea's like, "Oh no, we need to save that for a whole a whole <laughs> episode on its own because that could be a whole episode." Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be the whole episode. Speaking of which, feel free to send in questions if you've got any through the questions or any other way. Yeah, that way I don't have to talk right. by myself <laughs> for the whole hour. Thanks, Catherine. But, that. um, so...
1: <laughs> Very honest.
0: <laughs> so criticism. if you were to describe your... <laughs> Honestly, she's right. There. <laughs> <laughs> but it would all be good. Um, so you started ministry 20 years ago. Yep. And that was sort of around the same time. So can you talk about sort of how yeah. that all came to happen? Um, where yeah, you so you
1: my... I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and my my parents were, were never really big on forcing religion on us. You know, it, it's it's funny that I have probably like the most Catholic name uh, that that is out there, Paul Joseph, um, but yet my parents were not Catholic or, or Christian. Um, the, we had very a very Christian upbringing without it ever being about Christ. You know, my, my parents were very good about. Teaching us um, the 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 laws, the the commandments, without ever mentioning that they came from the Bible or anything like that. Um, so it was a good it was a good upbringing, and it was very Christian in a lot of non Christ ways, if that makes sense. Um, they they instilled very virtuous things into my sister and I, um, but we never went to church. It was not something that that we did. Um, I had a friend that went uh, very regularly, but most of my friends did not. Uh, one of my friends went just for Christmas and Easter. Um, so it, wasn't, it just wasn't part of what we, we, um, we witnessed as, as kids so much. Uh, in the middle of my junior year of high school, my dad moved to Houston, Texas and my family followed and my parents said, why don't you finish your senior year here in Las Vegas? so I did, and, and ha- well, I started to, uh, halfway through, um, at the end of the semester, Christmas break, I came to Houston to visit uh, my family, and I remember December 18th, uh, at like 2 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden it just hit me like, I have to stay here, I can't go back to Las Vegas. And so I did, and I remember knocking on my, my parents' door at, like, 2 a.m., and, you know, you scare the heck out of your parents, like, the house is on <laughs> fire kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Where, I'm going to stay. And so I enrolled in the school there in Houston, in the, the Klein School District, and um, was in my, I think it was a business class, um, or an economics class, and one of the students sitting next to me said, hey, you should come to one of our youth group meetings Um, on Monday nights. They're really cool. I think you would like it. And I was like, no, I don't believe in imaginary friends. You know, (laughs) total jerk thing to say. um, Couldn't couldn't find, like, a nice way to try to say, like, I don't believe in God. Um, And so he he said what all, you know, new kids to a new, new young men to a new school would be enticed by, and that was well, there's cute girls there. And so I was like, oh, right? What time do you start? Um, which I, you know, I wish there was something more <laughs> better. <laughs> I wish there was something better of a reason why I went, but, you know, God knew um, how shallow of a human I was and used that <laughs> to his advantage. Um, and so I went and the youth minister there, who's now my godfather, um, Scott, he, he said, write a letter to God, and I made like a total jerk move out of the whole thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, the equivalent of an invisible friend on a piece of paper. Right. Um, and Scott's walking around and he sees it. And he just, like, his eyes get really big. And he just, like, grabs me by my shirt collar. And he's like, how dare you make a mockery of my God? And I was like, what? And he's like, everything that you have in your life comes from God except for your sin. And I was like, well, I grew up in Sin City, so, ha, ah, take that. And, you know, very smart Alec and stupid. and um Scott just sat with me that night, you know, and, and he he had the teams that were in the ministry, uh, like they were doing different games, and I um, did like a, a small group discussion, and he sat with me that whole time, and he just started revealing the truth of the faith to me, and it was beautiful, right, we're, we're so attracted to truth, um, capital T, truth, and uh, as he started Telling me more and more about it, I started like it. It was like peeling back the the layers that I had built around my heart, and um, so that was really that was really the starting point. That was kind of the launching point of all of this. And so that was in February. Um, in April, they did a Stations of the Cross, which I, I have. Um, I, I wear a crown of thorn ring. You can't really see it from here. Yeah, um, but I, I wear this. Um, uh, you know it, because I have such a, a uh, affection towards the stations and for everything that Jesus went through and so um, Scott had asked me to help play Jesus um, and so everything was done in shadows on a sheet of paper uh, or sorry behind a, a white sheet and we had a light box that was behind us and we would have very subtle movements with prayers and different things like that and um, I had this very profound experience where I had cut my leg on the makeshift altar that we were on and and we're looking at it. And Scott was like, you want to take a break? And and I looked up at the cross and I looked back at Scott and standing there with Scott was Jesus Christ. Um, Which I know for a lot of people, when you hear that, they're like, this guy's crazy or whatever it is. And I I don't care. Um, (laughs) I know what I saw and and witnessed and, and felt and, um, I remember thinking to myself, and I don't know if I said it out loud or not, but I, I remember if Jesus Christ went through all of this for me, this is the least I could do for him. You know, and in my very small-mindedness in that moment, it was, um, if Jesus Christ went through this suffering and passion on that Friday for me, I could finish the next 12 station, or sorry, next 11 stations, um, and move on. I had no idea what I was committing to in that small comment of if this is what he did for me, this is the least I could do for him. Um, six months later, uh, I started as the junior high youth minister at St. Ignatius of Loyola in spring. I was not baptized um, yet. <laughs> uh, that took another two years. So I went through RCIA and, and yeah. So, you know, I I think a lot of times we what happens is we, we expect moments like this, uh, big, huge conversions. Right. Um, and yet I can sit here and tell you that I, I am jealous or envious in a lot of ways of um, my fellow Catholics who are c- cradle Catholics, because you got a head start. Like you knew all of this. I mean, I, I have been Catholic for um, only 18 years. And, and so for half of my life, I was missing out on the thing that now defines who I am. You know, I mean, everything that I am, I am because of Jesus Christ. I am because of God. I am because of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me, which is something that was always there, and I refuse to acknowledge it, and I refuse to see it for so long. Um, but for those of you who are watching who desire that huge conversion, but have never received it? I I would challenge you to look back in every small moment of your life, or talk to your parents about every moment of your life that I, I believe that God was there in just as profound of a way, but you may not recognize it. And, and the reason why I say that is, it took this huge moment for me to recognize that God was already in my life. You know, I I was I was so. Um, narrow-minded or or shallow in in my thoughts that I had to have this happen to me for it to change things. Um, And even when it did, even when I started working for the church, um, I actually went to college and was in a philosophy and religion class because I wasn't sure what the truth was, but I wanted to find it and the professor the assignment that he gave us was you're gonna to go to as many places of worship as you can with your your group because so we have, were groups of five and we went to uh, the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, Lutheran, Methodist, Episcopal, um, Jewish synagogues, mosque, temples, we went to everything. We even were able to tour the Mormon Tabernacle that opened um, in Houston, before it was officially open, wow. they allowed us to, to go in, um, and so there were there were all of these different places of worship that I went to, um, and when it when it really came time for me to make a decision, it, it, where I, I desired that relationship, it was the Eucharist that drew me back. It, it was that I had to go to Mass. Um, sorry. I was able to go to mass. I didn't have to. I, I wanted to. I desired that. But I was the person in the back who didn't know when to stand or sit or kneel. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the psalms or uh, that were being sung or um, understand the worship aid that was in front of me. Or you know, nobody wants to hold hands with the weird guy in the back, <laughs> kind of thing yeah. during the Our Father. And I didn't know the words of the Our Father. Um, And then everybody goes up to receive Eucharist, and I have no idea what's going on. Um, And I go up there, and, you know, I do remember going up there one time, and I was just kind of, like, standing there. And, uh, you know, thank goodness it was our pastor at the time that I went to, because he was just like, I'm not giving you this. (laughs) I I just kind of was like, I don't even know what it is. (laughs) And he was like, we'll talk about it later. And so he did. He came up to me after Mass, and he was like, let's talk about it. um, It was a really cool experience, but I, I missed out on that for so long. Um, I did eventually uh, meet the cute girl at church. So, Well, not specifically at church. My wife was doing an internship for the University of Notre Dame down in Houston. And so I I can look back on my life. I do a lot of reflection um, because of ministry. Honestly, so much of uh, what has allowed me to be in ministry for as long as I have, and I think be. Um, successful in a lot of ways is that I do I constantly reflect on where I have been and where things are going to be able to share those stories with people Um, and so yeah I mean it's I, I can look back and say that you know because of that decision on December 18th led to that Uh, February going to that April to that October to getting involved in ministry and then moving to a different parish and then that's how I met my wife was I just happened to go to a a youth minister's meeting and she walked in and five minutes later I asked me to marry her or (laughs) asked her to marry me and thank goodness she said no she's (laughs) way smarter than I am Um, but yeah then you know that led me to Dallas which led me to the parishes that have been here which Lead me to this moment right now. Wow! So, that's, yeah. that's incredible. It's that's, uh, it's been it's been a fun journey.
0: So, man, that's I think that there's just, there's just so much going on there. It's amazing. Just the one, a couple of little things that probably seemed super inconvenient at yeah. the time were the things that were actually leading you closer to Christ and that changed your whole life. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, I, th- I I I think every time I look back, I I can recognize that Christ has constantly drawn me in um, for different things. Like, I I was always the kid that everybody kind of went to for advice anyway, Mm -hmm. like my parents were always like, oh, you're gonna be like a doctor or something that people go to to just talk to and um, and that that was just always kind of my personality, you know, like Catherine said, I can talk forever. Um, And so I could see looking back at different moments, like, where Christ was, like, kind of pulling the dollar on the string that you're chasing constantly, and I was like, yeah, yeah I got it, I got it, and I still don't get it, Um but I, I, I'm closer, you know, and, and closer and closer and closer, and I recognize now, like, what Scott said that day, that, like, everything that you have in your life is a gift from God except for your sin, because I look at my, my wife and my beautiful children and I look at the parish that I'm a part of and the community that I'm around um, I've got uh, I work for and with an incredible staff um, of people both here and at the school Um, my children are abundantly blessed you know I I I can't there there you know the we had somebody um, I don't remember if it was Luke or Adam that said the reading from Jeremiah 2911 stands out to them and you know I can I can probably say that there were a thousand different things that I thought I was going to be when I grew up and none of them would have ever been <laughs> youth minister obviously right. um, but through ministry and through the ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ, um, my life has been blessed in
0: ways that I could have never possibly imagined yeah um, so yeah yeah. That's that's incredible. Um, real quick reminder for those. I'm sorry, I A real quick reminder for those that are watching, especially the, for the first time. You can send in your questions through the Facebook comments or YouTube comments or however else you manage to get a hold of us. But mostly those, um, especially for Paul uh, about anything. Um, I mean, yeah. Give, give him some hard I'll questions right. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, to change. Well, I guess to just continue sort of in your trajectory of things. Now, um, the recent shift with our staff was that you uh, moved into this new position of director of family ministries. It's one of the things that you were a director right. <laughs> of, um, but it's sort of the, the primary thing that is new and that you were going to kind of jumpstart. Uh, what does that mean? What was the what was the need for that? And yeah. where do you see, obviously COVID changes things, but where do you see that going or fitting in
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, father and I have worked very closely together over the last seven years, um, starting with the the high school ministry, and um, then when when Matt left, it was trans transitioning into more of a director's role of different things. Um, so I, I I have I think at one point in time we looked at it. I think I have more pastoral ministry experience than anybody in the building, <laughs> which is a weird thing yeah. to think about, like even more than the priest and. Um, you know, he, he really had a focus. Um, he really had a focus um, when we were doing the survey a few years ago on um, the idea that we do have a lot of young adults uh, in the parish who felt uh, that they were not being spiritually fed in a lot of ways, and our one of our largest, or, or probably our largest demographic of young adults, is um, families. And so he talked to me about like, how are we gonna start doing more family stuff? What would you like to see? So we started a program a couple years ago called Raising Saints. Um, with the idea that our kids uh, raise us up to sainthood. Like the, that when we have children um, or when we have very close relationship with younger children, uh, they, they kind of demand the best out of you. Um, it's not just that like you wanna look at it and be the best for them. But they, they command that of you. like They will call you out on your faults and, and your flaws and, and be very clear with, like, this is what you need to be doing. Like, the, that's not what Jesus said to do. And it's, it's wow. a beautiful thing in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, but it's also like our job uh, to pass the faith on to the generations uh, that are following. Um, and, and specifically in the role of parenthood, you know, when you are baptizing your child. There are a lot of promises that you make, a lot of things that you agree to, and one of those promises is that you will be the first and best catechist for your child. Um, you, the idea of the domestic church it is something that's very beautiful to me. That like every everything we should be doing at home uh, is should be leading young people to Christ, um, and so it really comes out of a of a necessity of that, that we continue to not only give um, parents support and resources to educate their children in the faith, but we give them an opportunity to come together as parents, to come together to um, have like-minded conversations around the faith. Uh, So when we started Raising Saints a couple years ago, uh, we started by doing uh, almost like formational nights um, I, I keep saying we started. It's not All Saints. It, it was at All Saints, but it was actually 85% to 95% my wife. <laughs> and I kind of just was the sneak-in-the-door sidekick of, like, I got a, I got a one-liner that yeah. I can put in there about this. <laughs> just a stamp the court. Um, and she'll do the other 85%, 95%. Um, she's much much brighter than I am um, and so it was perfect for her, she's a, a teacher and um, has her master's degree in theology and, and so she would blow it out of the water and then I would come in and have some sort of goofy pun or something, um, know your gifts right? Um, but we we know that and it became harder and harder for us to do that together and so we knew that that was still something that we needed and we wanted to keep doing and so when we're doing family ministry, when we're talking about the idea of um, how family ministry would work, it would be f- anything from parents who have young children or parents who are expecting, um, uh, even even like newlywed couples who want to have, par- uh, have parents, want <laughs> to have parents, have uh, parents, that want to have kids, that they can um, start to come to us to find the resources to find Information about, you know, how do I raise my kid Catholic, all the way to uh, parents who have kids that are going away to college, of of how do I continue faith conversations with my kids um, when they're not in the home, and so we really just want to do a lot of things, and so I've been collaborating a lot with, uh, excuse me, with you guys, of course, on uh, how we're going to keep doing junior high ministry, how we're going to give parents some resources during uh, junior high religious education, and high school ministry, how we're going to give parents some of those resources. We're also working with uh, Kathy McDermott, our Director of Religious Education, to figure out, you know, what are we going to do for families, how are we are going to do some different things. Um, so, yeah, that's a long way to kind of answer that, to yeah, kind of no, give that's... people an explanation of, of what the family is and why
0: we, we want to be able to serve that community. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, and I think it's, obviously, COVID has changed how things are happening, but I think it's sort of the perfect time, in a way, to sort of emphasize that uh, that role of the domestic church and the yeah sort of this especially if you're stuck at home with your family like that's that's the perfect not the perfect time obviously there's problems but like that's a good time for the parents to take up that role um whether they have or haven't really before to to start to be those yeah absolutely
1: um and parents if you ever are discouraged or feel like you know passing or teaching the faith to young people or there's something you don't understand please call us, you know, call any of us, call Andrew or Chelsea or, or myself or, or Kathy, like, w- we want to help as much as we can. Um, I, I started taking a catechetical course from the McGrath Institute at the University of Notre Dame um, in late December, which we, we all thought was going <laughs> to go much further into the year than it actually did, Right. Um, and got, you know, the fancy... Certificate papers saying we complete all this, but one of the things that we learned in that is is um, perfect for what started to happen, and I think it put um, our ministry program kind of uh, proactively in front of a lot a lot of what was going on was the idea of whole community catechesis um, that that formation. A lot of times in parishes is focused primarily on elementary age to high school. And then things kind of fade from there. You've got some young adult slash college ministry. Uh, We're very blessed here to have UTD um, and and we've attempted to continue to do some young adult stuff through adoration and and Bible studies. Um, And so, you know, we want to revitalize all of these things eventually. But with whole community catechesis, it's not just how we break down um, educating people at different age levels. It's how we look at the community as a whole, and we, we use all of the gifts of the community to share the faith. I mean, we have people in this parish um, who walk the track, who are founding members, who are in their 80s, who will come in and just talk to you. Uh, We have young people in the nursery, you know, and so how do we get that, those people to look at intergenerational ministry, whole community ministry, and so with what we've been having to do online, that has actually moved all of us into whole community catechesis anyway, that what we do with the coffee chats, uh, with uh, when we were doing formation classes online, that parents were watching in the background with the Sunday reflections, with the masses. Um, we're now doing whole community catechesis only, or <laughs> <Right. laughs> specifically, um, in a lot of ways. So we'll see what happens as hopefully COVID eventually goes away. Yeah. So we're sort of becomes. So if we get on the
0: decline, a, right? Yeah. Right. We stop, you know, flatten the curve. So. Yeah. That's 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 fantastic. We do have a question coming through from Christina Flores. Um, also, pull up. Uh, Wait, I don't see that one. It's on Hi, Christina. Facebook. Um, asking about, I'm I don't know if this is from so much the parent or teacher side, because she's kind of got both, but I imagine mostly as parents right now, how would you engage uh, teenagers in their faith who don't seem super enthusiastic about family prayer, because they're already kind of tired of their family uh, since they've been there so much. Um, how yeah. do you... Obviously, you, you have you know, have your teenagers. I um, mean, you're among your own children, but having worked with youth, what do you think would be some way to kind of, as a parent, begin that or approach that?
1: Yeah, I, you know, in that specific uh, scenario that's that you lay out there, I almost wonder if you you reverse it, like you start with family prayer time, mm-hmm. and then you have family time together. Um, you know, and and finding ways to get uh, young people engaged or enthusiastic. I think it's using, uh, things that already engage them. Um, you know, you, you can find plenty of stuff on, uh, like Instagram. Um, I'm not a big fan of TikTok, but I've seen that a lot of, um, Catholic personalities now have started to, to get on there and do some different things. Um, I think using like formed.org has some phenomenal stuff that that you can find like quick, uh, like five to seven minute videos um, that would engage them if you don't have uh, a way or if you haven't found a way to kind of engage them in conversation to start with. Um, Doing a quick reflection, like that that book I was talking about, um, Epic Saints, um, you know, if you read one of those a day to the kids. They're less than five minutes long, and because of the way the stories are written, uh, they're very engaging. You know, we, we've got a lot of saint stories that are, like, this This person was a desert father. You know, I've talked a lot about those recently, but there's not really this exciting, like, this saint actually fought a dragon. So maybe, you know, so you look at different <laughs> things that would engage them, different stories on the faith. Um see if you can find, like, one of Father Mike Smith's uh, videos and, and start with that and then have a quick, like, one question that you ask the kids of, like, you know, Father Mike just talked about, you know, why it's okay to have a beard during COVID. So would you want to have a beard? And if you have a daughter, like, I guess you could ask her the same question. <laughs> but it's probably not as relevant. But, uh, you know, it, it, different different ways to... Um, try to see how you can engage them. If your kid's really into music, um, you know, the, we've been very blessed with the gift of the Spotify, um, <laughs> which which uh, has everything, and you can actually find uh, every Catholic genre of music that there is. Um, so you can find any genre of music and a Catholic artist who does that genre, whether it's uh, pop or rock or rap or country, like, you can find it. Um, and so, you know, if, even if you just found a song to play in the background while you're just asking the kids how they're doing, um, I think there's a lot of different ways. And the other thing that we have right now in the midst of, of COVID is access to um, everything. You know, you can you can find a talk by uh, someone who's engaging, like Mark Hart or Father Mike or Father Josh Johnson or Sister uh, Miriam or Sister Josephine, like. You can find it out there. and You can find one that fits with whatever you want to talk to your kids about because uh, they're there. So um, hopefully that answers your, your question, Christina. I, th- I really think if you, if you kind of flipped the way you were doing things instead of doing family prayer after family time, if you did it to start, that may help. They, they're going to be hesitant at the beginning. Um, it doesn't matter if they're 4 or if they're 14 or 40 like they're going to be resistant at the beginning because everything is different now I mean we're seeing how much more difficult things like Bible study and, and uh, youth group meetings are when everything's on a computer right. so I can imagine that people are gonna have a hard time uh, with family prayer time when they've already feel like they're maxed out on family time right so yeah I would also encourage let them pray on their own uh, you know some people just need to be away from everybody else uh, to to kind of reenergize and maybe uh, if you start family time uh, with family prayer, that you end family time by saying, just go be by yourself for ten minutes, but
0: look at this as a reflection or something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I th- I think too like the one thing that I'd add to that is as somebody who's probably closer to being a teen than having more experience working with teens. I, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no the. um One thing that always struck me was my mom and my dad just like, especially my mom, living their faith um, of like, not that you have to like be intentional and like kneel down and pray rosary in the middle of the living room or anything, but like having the, um, having that experience of like whether or not, you know, your relationship with your parents is perfect, like you know that this is what a good faithful Catholic does and it might not take root immediately, but it's one thing that just kind of contributes to that, seeing this as this is how you should live your life.
1: Yeah, if my kids are around and they see me on my phone, they, they like, come and hover and, right. like, what are you doing? And so if I'm not doing something that I should be doing, um, like if I'm just sitting there playing Scrabble or something, uh, they, they're like, oh, I want to play Scrabble with you. And if I'm doing prayers, they're like, well, can we pray with you? And I, oh, okay. Yeah. I got you now. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely how we model that to the kids as well. Um, yeah. Very important. Yes, uh, Mo. Uh, also, put Ascension Presents. They've got tons of stuff uh, as well that you can go to for resources. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Question about high school Bible study in particular. Chelsea is uh, again this week. She'll be back next week. Um, I think, right? Uh, when high school yeah. Bible study is coming it's... back. Um, hopefully soon. I think August was the plan, but yeah. we'll, she'll let you know for sure. Yep. Um, I think. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't want to say. Yeah. I thought
0: we said August 12th, but yeah. I'm not
1: positive, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Chelsea will be with us next week. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me,
0: to uh, help with uh, answering those questions for sure. Yeah. So just kind of taking some time to recalibrate based on what the semester is going to look like. Um, yeah. So I have another question for you. Um, well, sort of a general like, what do you think about this? Um, as I don't know if you all can see, but this is a this is a very <laughs> excellently drawn picture of Batman that's supposed yeah. to light up, um, but it but it doesn't. Tap it on the top, maybe. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you probably still can't see it. Actually, it's probably harder to see the Batman logo that way. August 19th.
1: Chelsea just chimed in. Oh, okay. <laughs> August 19th. We're coming ah. back August 19th. Yes.
0: Um, which is good. It's good to know. Um, so, Batman. Batman. If I don't know if those of you watching have ever, had ever seen uh, Paul's side of the office uh, or... Keychains or anything of that sort. Um, Paul is a huge fan of Batman. Um, Every week we've asked, like, you know, our would you rather lightning round questions, we always add Batman or Superman, and if you say Superman, he's going to, like, cringe. Yeah. Um, I do. (laughs) Which which is, you know. So, what. Obviously, like, everyone has their things, but what do you think about, um, especially now that there's so many superhero movies that are. I mean, the whole Marvel franchise has yes. just taken over yeah. the, the last ten years of movies. Um, I know Batman is DC, but it's that, uh, okay. <laughs> I forget. No, <laughs> um, but just what do you think? What do you think is so? Or what is so attractive to you about that? And do you think that there's any uh, that there is good in that that um, young people or just other adults um, can pull from those sorts of things?
1: Yeah. Um, so when I when I started in ministry. I always would go see movies for pure entertainment value and then I would go see them again uh, for like where I could pull some Christian themes mm-hmm. uh, and I always I always kind of go back to this one just because it's it's very obvious uh, so in Spider-Man 2 like the one with Tobey Maguire uh, he's stopping like a speeding train like he gets in front of this train and he like cruciform right he's like stopping it by, by stretching his arms out he's got the webs attached to the building and um he he the strength that it takes out of him, he like falls back into the train and he has a, a, a cut on the side of the spidey suit almost like exactly where the spear pierced Christ. And then they lift him up and they move his body back. Uh almost like we do in the Veneration of the Cross in some churches during Good Friday. Um and it's just a, like a very Christ like image in a lot of ways. And so um, I uh, love movies. I've always loved superheroes, and I think one of the things that's so attractive about superheroes is that they're good. You know, um, I think that the thing for me, so the the superheroes that I like most, um, uh, both from from DC and Marvel, are not superheroes, right? Like mm-hmm. they're just guys yeah, that, just that you to have know, I, I, with with. Um, <laughs> With Marvel, my favorite, he's a little bit more violent. Uh, it's the Punisher, but he's just a guy, right? Um, uh, don't, yeah, not one that I idolize in some sort of way. That like, you, it's okay to do what he does, but uh, I've always found him to be very fascinating. So, but I think what it is is like, we are attracted to, to power, and 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 especially things that are, uh, almost like what we would consider otherworldly, right? Like when when you watched. Usain Bolt run the hundred meter dash, and he did it in under ten seconds. Everyone was like in awe of that, right? Right. And so you take that, like, oh, the Flash is the world's fastest human, and it's like, oh, that's so cool. Um, But what I think is is most interesting, and my wife and I were having this conversation recently, where you know the question was prompted of, are with some superheroes, you look at, are they are they? Is Batman actually Batman pretending to be Bruce Wayne, or is Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne pretending to be Batman Which because of how man? they start to become one? Right. And so we know that Superman is Superman pretending to be Clark Kent. Right. He will never be Clark Kent pretending to be Superman. Mm. You know, there's only one way for that to go. And so when you look at some of them, like is Tony Stark Iron Man? Like that's his actual who he is or is Iron Man Tony Stark and, and what's so great about some of those conversations is that you actually see very human qualities uh, that these superheroes take on that are very attractive that, that are, you know, for, for Superman even to be an alien when he attempts to be a human when he tries to understand humanity he begins to understand that like you don't just use your incredible amount of strength for your own good you use it for the good of other people um, with Batman, you know, even in, in the, the recent movies um, with um, Christopher Nolan when, uh, I'm drawing a blank now on the second one, uh, uh, the, the Dark yeah, Knight, the yeah. where you have this incredible scene um, where Batman and the Joker are fighting one another about different things and the Joker puts the bomb on both boats yeah. and one of the boats is filled with Innocent people, and the other boat is filled with prisoners, and the Joker is waiting for them to blow each other up. Like, which one's going to sure. do it? And Batman says, "Like, they just proved they just proved humanity to you. Like, they he's just showed you yeah. that there are people who who will do good or bad." And, and you've got the prisoner who like takes the detonator and he throws it out the window, and he's like, "If it happens, we're the ones who deserve it, not them." Um, so I, uh, you know, the the movies, uh, obviously, you're going to find. Some movies, who, uh, some movies, superhero movies that take things a little too far, but I think you find so much good in them. Um, you know, we use the Captain America, uh, movie in every eighth grade retreat that we've done for like the last six years where he pulls the pin out of the flag. Like, if you remember, so in the first Captain America, uh, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Chris Evans, I think, is his name. He <laughs> plays uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. He's like this scrawny little guy, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody's ever been able to climb up the flagpole and get the flag down. But if you mm. get the flag down, you get to ride in the jeep back to the base. And you know they're running along, and he just pulls the pin out and grabs the flag while everybody else is trying to climb up. Um, and then the next scene is they throw the, the grenade, right. and he jumps on it while everybody else runs. Um, and you just you look at that as like heroism of, of this is the kind of person we all want to be like right. um, And I think what's so cool about all of that is that all of them are Pieces of the characteristics of who Christ was yeah. and so when you look at it that way And you say for someone who's willing to fall on a grenade, and I, I'm attracted to that um, That kind of hero who is willing to sacrifice everything for the people around him. Um, you have Jesus Christ, who sacrificed everything for all. Um, when you look at heroes who uh, stand up for justice or who are very humble in the ways that they approach uh, how they save the world or whatever it is, you have Christ, who still was a greater model of all of those things. Um, you know, you get I've, I've, I don't know if you've seen the painting. Some of you out there probably have. It's got, like, all the superheroes, and it's... it's uh, uh, the picture originally is like a bunch of construction workers sitting on a steel beam over a building, but they've got another one of all like the <laughs> Avengers and all of DC's justice league and Jesus is in the middle. And he's like, and that's how I saved the world. <laughs> um, you know, and he's got like this smirk on his face and, uh, but they're all like engaged. They're like, what? How did you save the world? This is amazing. Um, and I think that's what it is, right? Like that's so attractive is that like we have this Christ figure uh, who we can look at and say, this person did everything that every superhero that we think is so cool he could do if he wanted to. Right. You know, levitate, walk on water, um, probably run the speed of light. I don't know I if he had light, to. So probably. I mean, Saints located
0: because of him. So yeah. that's kind of like speed of light. It's basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's, that's <laughs> awesome too. Like, there's just there's so many things that are explored in those movies of, you know whether someone is worthy or whether especially in like not to get spoilers, but like Infinity and Endgame, like yes. is humanity good? Like, is it yep. worth saving even though it's not perfect? Yeah, like, there's some big questions that go on, but there's also just like the small figures. Like, if you haven't seen Spider-Man, um, not the uh, the animated one, Into the Spider Verse. Yes, great Spider Verse, which is just a great movie on its own. Which is which is yeah, but like. The relationship with his father like there's nothing necessarily superheroish about that but like there's just good it's good for, yep yeah there's good things <laughs> going on I love are... the scene where he drops him off at school <laughs> he like goes yes. over the loudspeaker's oh, yeah. <laughs> a police car i love you say son <laughs>
1: dad <laughs> no, so say it back <laughs> not until you say it back <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean and, and you know the i even the question <clears throat> with endgame and infinity war of, you know is humanity good and worth saving this is a conversation that Moses had with God at one point in time where Moses is like trying to say to him, like, yeah, because someone here will make things better. Someone here will make things right. And, you know, and so if you, why don't stop at one, you got to do it for all. Um, and that's the whole thing is that, you know, we Star Wars is another one. That's a perfect example of like if you if you've seen Star Wars and you are a Christian you know exactly what's going on in terms of Christian themes, whether it was meant to be that way or not. Right. That you have a character named Luke who means bringer of light and you have Darth Vader who is th- in this constant conflict of good and evil and the the force and the, you know, or, or sorry, the Jedi and the Sith and it, it yeah. I mean, there, there's just, but, but that's throughout most, um, most, Literature and art that we find attractive is that, like, there's so many Christian themes behind all of them, yeah. Um, that are, uh, beautiful
0: in, in so many ways, yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. That could be a whole other episode on its own. I'm thinking of like a dozen, oh, ideas yeah, like, Well, yeah. this movie and this movie and this, th-, like, that's yeah. Somebody wrote out. a
1: book about it. It's, yeah, I, oh, really? I've got to remember the name, I think I have it in the office. It's like Superman and Star Wars, how
0: Christ is in, uh. Yeah invaded the culture subliminally or something like that. Whether it's intentional or not, people are looking for this good image, and the thing they come up with is Christ. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even even like Harry Potter, which I know can be very... um,
1: uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Divisive. Yeah, divisive in a lot of Christian areas. Divisive in a lot of Christian areas. But even the author of Harry Potter said, I started this whole book to be a journey of Christ through a... Wizard, a kid who's a wizard, you know, and it's like, oh, I don't even, I, I have not, sorry, I've not read Harry Potter, um, and I saw seven minutes of one of the movies once, um, so yeah, I, I, but you know, the that's the whole theme behind of it, I, and I was listening to a Christian podcast the other day where they were talking about like, yeah, this is Harry Potter as Jesus Christ, or yeah, this is how Harry Potter is modeled
0: off of Jesus Christ
1: throughout
0: yeah. the whole thing, so. Yeah, well, that's incredible. We're getting close to the end, if you do have any other final questions um, <laughs> in the last couple minutes here, let us know. Uh, Chelsea, yes, Paul yeah. does like Batman. I do like Batman,
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> um, and Stacy Quinn had asked, uh, something else that a lot of our parents had, uh, and others had been asking about, is faith formation for this year. Um, we, are, we are getting close. We are putting some plans together. Part of it is that things keep changing, things are probably going to keep changing, so yes. we're trying to account for that. Uh, but um, we are working on it, there's going to be faith formation this year to some, in whatever format, in whatever kind of style, it might, it'll probably look different, uh, but we're working on it and we're going to have that out soon, um, especially uh, Stacy who's one of our catechists, you're, she's my confirmation catechist, like my eighth grade yeah. year, so thank you for what you do. Um, we'll definitely be letting catechists and others know, uh, as well as the families and the students as well, as soon as we can, as soon as we have things finalized. Um, so we're, we're getting there, I promise. Yeah, um, we will have something for sure, w- whether it's here or
1: uh, virtual, but we will definitely have catechesis uh, coming from
0: this building. Yeah. So. so, one last thing that I know we're going to go a little bit over, but we started a little late, so it's. A yeah, fun. yeah. Um, our lightning round. Oh yeah! So now that this thing is lit up, I think yeah, it's especially it's, it's good, the th- <laughs> which it's never lasted this long before.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, you know that means I've got to be somewhere to save something, right? Yeah, and just shine it on the <laughs> or something.
0: Um, <laughs> so one of the things we like to do is our lightning round, uh, as you know, because this is your idea, we do um, a whole bunch of questions, especially like would you rather questions or questions that you can just answer as quick as possible that are usually. Questions you haven't thought of before. We have some of the ones that we have thought of before, and I might start with some of those. But I also have some written down that you've not thought of. Before. Oh man! So I'm awesome. Um, are you ready? Uh, I don't have a choice, do I? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Okay. <clears throat> we'll start with some of the some of the other ones uh, that we've done before, just to get started, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. So like a warm up. I yeah. Like it. The, the easiest warm up of all. We'll start here. Batman or Superman? Batman. Cool.
1: Uh, <laughs> Are you not answering? I guess
0: I guess I should. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll well, also, also say it. that, man. For time, for our timing sake. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, that's true. that we'll, actually. going to Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather eat a hot dog or a hamburger? A hamburger. I go with hamburger as well. Would you rather be able to turn invisible or fly? Fly. Okay. Would you change w- every week? <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> right. like a, yeah. I'll also say fly. Be cool. Um, would you rather go without internet or without your phone? For the rest Move of your life. Without my
1: phone. Okay. Oh, man. For the rest of my life? Oh, shoot. Yeah, let's go phone. <laughs> okay. Internet. <laughs> internet. <laughs> internet. Sorry. One, One of those. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess. We go that internet, because I can use my phone as a hotspot, right? Sure. Work around. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. i probably say the same thing. <laughs> just like,
0: you can make it work either way. Um, if you could only have... Um, one of your senses, what? Which one would you have? Sight. Sight. Okay. Yeah, I guess I would probably go with that too. Um, oh man, that means no touch though. Or hearing. That'd be funny. Taste. that kind of.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Yep. Yeah. Let's go sight. Maybe.
0: Um. Sorry, I guess I pulled some of these from a different list I had. Would you rather lose your keys or your cell phone? Even though we both lose both on, like, a daily basis. (laughs) every day, constantly.
1: Uh, I would rather lose my keys.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess I'd go with my keys as well. Yeah. But both are just normal things that happen. Um, Another one, would you rather vacation to Italy or Hawaii? Oh. Right
1: now, I think I'd go to Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, but so this Sunday is our wedding anniversary. So Hawaii Hawaii has been on our minds a
0: lot lately. So nice. Very cool. Would you rather explore space or the like the bottom of the ocean? Bottom of the ocean would be cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll go I'll go with I'll go with space, but both would be cool. Um, would you rather have X ray vision or magnified hearing? (laughs) Well, both
1: of those could be bad. Uh, let's go magnified hearing, just because I feel like I can't hear anything
0: anymore. Okay, <laughs> just to to catch back up with regular. I don't hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Apple. All right. Um, would you rather be an adult brain in a kid's body or a kid's brain in an adult body? A, adult brain, kid's body. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with that too. Yeah, um, I think that one's been consistent. Yeah. And our last one. Would you rather it always be too hot or too cold? Cold. Yeah. Okay. Cold. I also say cold. Yeah. It's like Eight. you can put on Eight. more clothes. You can't always Eight take. Hate being hot. Yeah. Yes,
1: and that is what I always say. You can always put more on. <coughs> you do not take so much
0: off. Right. Yep. So, okay. Well, I wasn't timing, but that was about three minutes. So yeah, we'll say it was Great. two minutes and fifty-nine seconds, just so I can be first place. Nice. I don't know if <laughs> we're <laughs> we going we to that. that <laughs> true. Um, uh, cool. All right. Well, Paul, thanks again for obviously being here, but um, thanks for sharing your, um, yeah. your story and some of your wisdom. Uh, if you all have other questions for us later on, let us know. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're working on <clears throat> finalizing our guests for next week, but it should be it should be fun. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Paul, do you want to close us in a prayer? I would love to. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For me.
1: To Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, just have fun Uh, with the faith and continue to share our love of Jesus Christ with each other and with uh, our audience who's watching or will be watching. Um, We pray for our priests and uh, leaders uh, throughout the country, especially uh, locally here in the Dallas area, North Texas area, to continue to make or to to make decisions that uh, are keeping people safe and healthy, that we continue to um, spread our love of Jesus Christ with everyone that we encounter, whether it be virtually or in person. And we ask all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. All saints, pray
0: for us. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Bye, guys. That hour
1: goes so fast. I know.